Welcome to your midweek pick-me-up. This is Mind, Body, Purpose with April Judd and Michelle Stevenette. Each episode provides three tangible ways to improve your life. One to nourish your mind, one to connect to your body, and one to live in your purpose. This is where you find confidence to go so you can have confidence to be. We're so glad you're here. you guys welcome to the podcast it's michelle stevena and april judd guys we're so excited to be back we actually recorded last month all at once and so we haven't recorded in a little while so this is kind of fun to be back not that you necessarily need to know that but today is going to be a little bit of a different episode because we really want to do a little introduction for what's coming for the next several weeks as we are discussing the yamas and yamas ethical the exploring yoga's ethical practice with deborah adele it's a book and so you heard us make a little announcement last week that if you want to join us in kind of this little book club and, you know, more kind of adapting some of these yoga ethics into your life, then you'll want to either go to our Audible trial. So audibletrial.com dash slash or dash slash slash yes. mind body purpose. So audibletrial.com slash mind body purpose. And you can get the Audible version that way. Or you can go to any small local bookstore or possibly Amazon and get the Yamas, Y-A-M-A-S, and Niyamas, N-I-Y-A-M-A-S by Deborah Adele. I totally recommend the hard copy version just because you're going to want to make some notes in this. If you are listening on the Audible version, um, next week we'll be discussing what shows in Audible is chapter three, but it's actually chapter one in the book. Um, but on Audible, there's like a preface and different things. So it actually comes through as chapter three, just as a side note. And I recommend both because as I'm cleaning and driving and doing all sorts of things and don't have the ability to sit down, I really loved listening to the chapter kind of as an overview and then going back and reading it and being able to highlight and kind of, you know, reiterate the things that I had already listened to. And I have a feeling, I mean, so far I've gone over different chapters a lot um, to try to internalize them a little bit more and journal and do all sorts of things and put these into practice in my life. And so I kind of feel like you're going to just want to kind of get every version you possibly can of this book. And the chapters are relatively short, but they are so packed. We have been discussing this one chapter, April and I, for a little while, and we are still like just loving it and realizing we have actually a lot more to say about it. Um, one thing that we do want to share, however, uh, as also introductory to this is um, at the very back of the book, there's an appendix that sort of speaks to a little bit of Western versus Eastern lens. And I think this is a nice little graphic or little helpful tool to see kind of the cultural differences of what you might be ex- can expect from your experience in getting into this book. Well, one thing that before we start that, one thing that I really love about this book in particular is that I know it says the exploring yoga's ethical practice. You do not have to do yoga, be a part of yoga or know any of those things in order to fall in love with the things that this book is telling us and the the ethics to live by. Um, oh, for sure. It is something that I think we all have heard, you know, mindfulness is such a buzzword right now. And we're all, you know, like learning about how important meditation is and all of these Eastern philosophies that I think are finally infiltrating over a little more mainstream into our Western world. Um, and so that's kind of what this goes through is that this is a Eastern lens that we're now approaching with our Western world. And I think it's going to take 
quite some time, especially, you know, just as I'm looking at it personally. Hence the reason I'm saying this is going to be a book that I read and research and go back to over and over again because I think it takes some time in order to see things maybe through more of an Eastern lens. Yes. So, for example, in the West, the culture to some extent, of course, this is very overgeneralized, but to some extent, there is a culture of this pursuit of attaining, whereas the Eastern lens is more of a pursuit of letting go. And in the Western, the lens is kind of morality is right and wrong. And the Eastern lens, it's more of an ethic, right? Ethics and cause and effect. Mm -hmm. In the West, there's a little bit more, tends to be a little bit more of an either or thinking, whereas an Eastern lens is a little bit more of a both and thinking. And in the West, there are rules and there are answers. And in the East, it's more of an approach of questions and experiments. And then finally, in the West, the culture might be a little bit more about mistakes equaling failure, whereas in the East, mistakes equal living. And just looking at some of these, it's interesting because, um, you know, I can even just take the the West, the either or thinking of the West in juxtaposition to the both and thinking of the East. And I've been working a lot with my kids and things on flexible thinking and, you know, grit and having a growth mindset and those things right there. That's like a perfect translation right there instead of either or it's both. And, you know, there's not like this black and white, it's a little more fluid, which pushes us into a level of being okay to fail, you know, looking for this growth, looking for this understanding, being willing to be curious and experimental and seeing that not so much rides on our quote unquote success of something. Yes. I think that that also then spills into the right and wrong, like the morality thinking of like, this is right, this is wrong, very black and white. And I think it's very useful when we can get into the cause and effect thinking instead of seeing that, oh, when this happens, this is the effect of that and and learning to make our choices based on perhaps a little more mature lens as opposed to such clear cut right and wrong thinking. Yeah. And um, I love Michelle and I talk a lot about everything you need to know is already inside of you, Mm -hmm. right? That we have this inner knowing, this personal revelation, this piece of ourselves that is in tune with a higher power, with our heavenly parents that understands and has and knows this knowledge. It's just kind of those aha moments that help us unlock it, that kind of strip away the things that are not serving us and allow us to really find like the pureness within and that divinity we can experience. And I think that this a book that talks about the different ethics. Um, So it's not just right and wrong. It's cause and effect and the different things and ways that we can approach our lives. And that's why it's so interesting and it's been so awesome to look at some of these beginning with the yamas. I want to share a little passage towards the end here. um, At the end of the book talks about, she's sharing from another writer who said, It is relatively easy to be kind, compassionate, open, and expansive sitting on the safety of my yoga mat. I can be deeply in love here. I can offer my practice as a prayer. But the question remains, will I choose love once I step off this mat? The true test of love 
comes in the moment-to-moment ordinariness of life. Will I remain open as I walk back to my car in the dark? Will I find compassion in the face of judgment, both yours and mine? Righteousness, both yours and mine. Will I keep the love connection with my breath when I am running behind? Will I choose faith when my loved ones are in need? Will I be kind with house chores, interruptions? These are the moments that our choices of fear or of love are most challenging and crucial. And I think that that's really what speaks to the essence of this book is learning how to live our life in a way that reflects those moment to moment choices, the things that we're practicing and who we're becoming, who we want to be. Yeah. And that she illustrated like the yoga mat, but, uh, for me, I mean, maybe a little bit of the yoga mat, but for me, it's like church. Like, yeah, it's really easy to be a really wonderful, faithful, (laughs) spiritual person when I'm sitting on the pews at church, a little bit harder when my child is throwing a tantrum, Mm. you know, kind of, kind of those type of things. Right. Um, so I, I really love that. These are different things. Um, they kind of tell you what the yamas and niyamas help you with. And the result of living these is that you're, there's more breathing space in our lives. Mm-hmm. And I think there's more intention behind a lot of the things that we're able to do if we can kind of apply some of these teachings. She calls them jewels. Oh, yeah. I love that. It's not just like guidelines because, you know, sometimes I'm like, okay, yeah. like your guidelines, like pathway or whatever. No. This is like little treasures almost, yes. like these little jewels. Yes. I think of... Um, my son Emerson is really into Marvel, which we've talked about a lot. But if you think of the character Thanos, who is the villain of the Marvel movies, and he's capturing these infinity stones, is what he calls right, them. Right, right. And so Emerson is always finding little things around the house to make into these little jeweled infinity stones. And when he finds one, he gets so excited. Oh, mom, this rock, if I color it, can totally be an infinity stone. And I was, I was reading this part about them being jewels. I kind of thought of that. You know, like you get so excited when you find something that feels like a little bit of treasure that yeah. will help us live a more full life yes. rather than, you know, limit us in a guideline. It's more like finding something that's so exciting. Yeah, they're not commandments. They're not limitations. They're, they're little jewels. Okay, so we're just going to do a quick rundown of what they're going to be. And we're, it's going to be a little bit all over the map. Our next week, we'll be talking about the first one, which is nonviolence. Um, but the yamas, which are the first, you know, five jewels. And they are nonviolence, truthfulness, non-stealing, non-excess, and non-possessiveness. And the niyamas, which are the final five, are purity, contentment, self-discipline, self-study, and surrender. So those are kind of the things that we've been learning about and hoping to share some of these things with you. I hope we're doing a good job of selling it because I think it's super exciting. (laughs) Here's one quote that I wanted to read from the preface. They, it says that these 10 jewels sit as both a vision of the possibilities of human existence as well as providing the practical guidance to make skillful moments to skillful moment to moment choices in our daily lives what matters is how well you have participated in your own life both the ordinary routines and the extraordinary surprises and at the very back of the book a note to the reader from the author she says 
I wish you the richest blessings as you become a more skilled participant in the living of your life. May new possibilities and untold joy surprise you daily. And I feel like that really is the fruits of this book is new possibilities and untold joy that surprise you daily. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. So we hope that you join us. We'll be talking next week. Yeah. And this week on Instagram, I posted something. People ask us all the time, how do you guys come up with the content and the things that you want to you know, talk about? And sometimes it's through people that, you know, we have discussions with. A lot of the times it's through our interactions with people in our lives, with friends, with family members, with questions and, and different things. And a lot of times it's just to help ourselves yeah. because we're big believers in the things that, you know, we're interested in as human beings, as trying to help ourselves will also be really helpful to other people because we're all connected and we are here on this earth walking, you know, paths side by side together. And so this is kind of a, a selfish thing for us to be doing, but we really think it will help you as well because reading and learning about this book, um, Michelle was kind enough to share it with me and I love it. And I feel like now hopefully we're sharing it with you. Um, and we can all just learn together. Yeah. So join us. Hope you get the book and we'll see you next week. And we'll be talking for the first Yama, which is nonviolence. Or Ahimsa. Ahimsa. All right. See you then. Bye. Hey, thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode and invest in yourself. We truly believe confident, caring women like you are changing the world.